Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 109. And away we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man and Sabrina Jimping and Chip Team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Every time that song pumps me up. Welcome to episode 109 on the road to WrestleMania here. Only a few weeks away. Joining me this week in studio is pretty much the epitome of the American dream. You know, he started out here as a co-host during our co-host search. Lost. Cleanly. Not even any close. Then he somehow weaseled the way back into the good graces of the show and made his way as an intern. And then a couple weeks ago in South Jersey, he epitomized himself as Gold Card. Yeah. Jeff, welcome back. How you doing? No, no, it's J E double F. Got I'm gonna cut your foot there. You're gonna embarrass yourself. Don't insult. Don't be smirch. That okay? All right. No, you shut your mouth and know your role. It's Jeff. I just want to say, speaking of that intro song, this is the first time I've been on the show since the new intro song has began, mm-hmm. and I made a you know a quick jump to Green Man. I called him. I was like, "Yo, that is the intro song." I'm so glad that you got this great intro from this guy, Patiak. Patiak. Pediac, yeah. great intro. Uh, good job, good job keeping in touch with this dude because that is a good intro. It's a great intro. You ever heard the full one? Yeah, yeah. On a yeah. hundred, you played it yeah. all the way through. Two and and let me tell you, I was walking to uh, John's house for the Royal Rumble. Oh yes. So I heard the whole thing, and I was like, I started jogging, bro. I was mm-hmm. like, I got to get to this fucking show. Something about the DX beat. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Anyway, like I said, we're on the road to WrestleMania, so we're gonna with our annual tradition of watching our favorite WrestleManias. And uh, this time, there's no debate. Me and uh, Jeff have agreed. Not, 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 we didn't have even an iota of like, are you sure? We were just okay. like, 10. 10. 10. One of the best of all time. By far. 30 doesn't, doesn't even compare. Green Man, if you listen to last year's favorite WrestleMania of all time, is 30. I, that doesn't even hold a candle to WrestleMania 10. I honestly, the only thing, I was talking about 30 with you uh, before, mm-hmm. because the whole Paul Heyman shoot work about how Brock versus Undertaker could have been a shoot work. Yeah, do you think that? I don't, I don't believe that. I believe there's some there's truth, truth to that, because remember, Undertaker got a concussion, mm-hmm. and then basically, Undertaker could, could not continue to wear the capacity of what he was needed to finish the match, so then they called an audible, and Brock uh, took over and gave him, what, three F5s to just seal the deal? 24 years ago, by the way. And and what a great That's opening, right that promo. Well, listen, I know you guys can't see it, but anybody who's listening right now and has the network, please put on WrestleMania 10. Watch it from the beginning to end. You will remember not what the, wrestling... Not, not the beginning. You can fast forward the little Richard right. butchering. Okay. Remember after, the beautiful? After that. But Holy when, butchering. When, I don't even remember that. Once you get into the Owen Hart, Bret Hart promo, and you look, I was just saying, from Survivor Series till WrestleMania, a good five months that they sold this match. How often in today's wrestling world can we tolerate a five-month selling? Today, we're like, we got to sell it in two weeks. We sell it last week. We, uh, we uh, give the sell-off uh, a week later at best. It's the same thing as the, the news cycle. Yeah. All this 24-hour news cable, it's the 24-hour news cycle. Why do they think we're not capable of handling a five-month feud? Why? We are. Just need matches every three weeks. 
You got to yeah. build a few. There's not one match and then we're done. Yeah. I, all I have to say is I doubt anybody from WWE is listening, but yes. Oh, they are. We have proof oh, they do. Well, the, guy, oh, the, the, per, the person or people who are listening, we can handle a five-month feud. We can handle a one-year feud. Can you? I can. If it's a good one. With brother versus brother? Come on. That's, we need a story like that. With like 16 pay-per-views a year? All right. That's the problem. This was made sense because they had, what, four? Mm-hmm. You had time to space it out. You had two TV shows that were an hour each. That is true. They had time to space it out and well, yeah. Speaking of space, it spacing it out, um, the Bray Wyatt Matt Matt uh, Hardy match, right? What did they have? Four or five matches in the span of uh, five months, oh, something like that. But the fact that they allowed them to have that uh, deletion match, mm-hmm. ultimate deletion, yeah, the ultimate deletion. Let me tell you, the fact that I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm not quoting that they allowed uh, Matt Hardy to produce that himself, call all the spots. Because it came out very good, and I think Bray had a good good uh, input on that too. Right. Well, it's not church and heels. It's no. Intro chat. I understand his intro, it's but we're talking about. Role. I don't mean to step ahead and, and go across my boundaries. I think you do. Come I just want to call out the concept of: Can we handle five month feuds? Can we handle uh, the fact that every three weeks they have a pay per view? Can we can we digest something and then continue digesting it, or is that it? Like we have steak once and we never eat steak again. Speaking of food, all right. You know what? You know hot dog. The wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him up in uh, New No Brooklyn. He was in Brooklyn. Saw okay. him in Brooklyn. I think he was. He had a he had a baby. He had a hot dog baby. Was he wrestling in a wrestling match, or just saw him like walking the streets? Was, he was no. He was uh, up and down the crowds with his baby. Oh, okay, and he had a little, little hot dog baby. Yeah, awesome. Well, hot dog is this week's interview. Oh, sat down with Green Man. Makes sense because we met him back in. I think it was like December. Mm-hmm. And we said to him, "Hey, we would like to have you on the show." We got him uh, what four months later, but that's how we work. We say we're going to meet Take you. Time, yeah. Take I'm time. still waiting for my uh, Brittany Blake interview. Yeah, that's a different story. Brittany Blake, mm-hmm. I got the restraining order. Brittany, I know you're not listening, but hey, yeah. So uh, you know, this is an interview. Trust me, you're going to want to listen in very carefully. There's a lot of info here, so listen back, relish in this interview, and Green Man, take it away. <laughs> Right, Michael J. Putty, we have an exclusive as we start gearing for WrestleMania. WrestleMania season's in the air, but we cannot forget about BCW. And one of the names that is coming back to BCW is none other than Hot Dog Starks. And we have him on the show tonight, so let's crack a beer open and talk to the man himself. Hot Dog, how you doing, man? I'm good. I am the Hot Dog Man from Hot Dog Land. This is Hot dog starts and i'm doing well how are you guys doing oh we're doing so great it is a pleasure to have you on the show we've crossed paths various times that i'm surprised that you know you haven't been on the show yet you know but you've definitely been on our radar first of all we went to an hog show together i think it was headline it was amazing red versus uh ricochet ricochet yep yep and that was like the first time uh i had to sit at a wrestling show without actually wrestling 
Uh, I was very excited uh, throughout the whole entire show. Good to see familiar faces, and it was kind of weird to sit in a crowd, not and not wrestling. But uh, I was, I was like I said, I was excited. Right. So how is that? Because that is a, that must be a very strange, different feeling for someone who is used to being in the ring. Which match sold this card for you? That you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna get a ticket. I'm gonna be there. Uh, it definitely was Red versus Ricochet. Yeah, like, I can tell you that much. Uh, I've crossed paths with them many times before, not in the ring, unfortunately, but backstage plenty of times. Uh, I know Red. Uh, Ricochet stuff is weird because uh, the first time I met him, he goes, "Oh, it's good to see you again, bro." And I was like, "Oh, bro, I never met you before a day in my life." But um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see both of them again. But I just knew it was going to be like straight up high impact, nonstop action, and I, I loved every moment of it. The the place was sold out. For those of you who missed it, they were running out of the Elks Lodge. And the Elks Lodge is a little bit smaller venue than the venues that they're used to running because they you do it at the um, NYC Arena in, in Jamaica, Queens. But it was very small, very intimate. It got to the point where they were turning people away. Like it was, it was just like standing room only at a certain point because there was no more room for anybody to get into. Um, any other uh, things that you like from that show in itself? Um. One thing I do remember was uh, Joe Smoove coming out and then getting like DDT'd by I think Flanagan. It was weird because like um, Joe Smoove is very popular in my neighborhood, very popular. So uh, every time like you know someone asks me, "Oh, you're a wrestler? You know Joe Smoove?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know Joe Smoove." <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to see Joe Smoove there, but I'm like, "Oh no, he got like he got DDT'd." Um, but it was cool to see him again. Um, that 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 was like one of the one of the moments I do remember. I'm talking about other matches too. Oh man! Okay, there was Montekia versus EA James versus Matt Travis. Who's it's funny because Matt Travis literally lives like maybe a couple blocks away from me. All right, but it was like crazy. Uh, Matt Travis hit a shooting star press off the top rope. Craziness. So when um, you see matches like this happen, are are you like also are you just like a fan enjoying the moment, or are you like, hey, that looks pretty cool. That could be something that I could put into something that I do. A little bit of both. Um, I've seen Montekia and EA James perform, uh, you know, and I've seen them train before, and mm-hmm. I always, like, want to mix it up with them. Um, if no one knows this before, if, if no one knows this, like, you know, it's cool to, to tell them now. Like, I had a match with Montekia, uh maybe, like, three, four years ago, and it was, like, our first uh, our first time meeting. It was, it was pretty cool. But ever since that, I wanted to have another match with him. I mean, that's a, that's a fantasy of mine. It's fantasy booking. Uh, same with Caveman. These guys are, like, incredible. Like, they they move really quick. So thinking about being in the ring with them, I was like, I don't know how I can keep up, but I'll, I'll welcome it. I'll do my best. So let's get into a little bit of the history of Hot Dog Starks. You know, where do you train? Uh, so far, you can catch me somewhere in the Bronx at, you know, the Daryl's Extreme Fitness, or you can catch me somewhere in Jersey at mm-hmm. uh, WrestlePro. And how long have you been in the in the game right now? Uh, five and some change, five, <laughs> yeah, five years. Okay. So when you see someone like Montekia and you see someone like Caveman, you know, and yourself, very big, the green man, we kind of are fit into this bucket of the gimmick worker. Did you always come out and say, you know, I have this bright idea. I'm going to come out as a hot dog. Like that's going to be my thing. No, I did not have that idea. It was very weird how uh, the whole hot dog Starks thing happened. I was I was at a Target. I saw a hot dog suit, put it on. I played a wrestling theme song. I danced to it, but I didn't release it until like a year after. I didn't think releasing it, it was going to get so popular. And people were suggesting I should wear the hot dog suit when I wrestled. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me try this because my old gimmick 
wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? I'll try this. I'm very open to this. I even cut my hair for it. So okay. I was very, very uh, interested on how, how to be a hot dog. And I think I'm doing, I'm doing, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah, no, absolutely. I went to see you at a WrestlePro show. This is in Brooklyn. And yep. the place is so bought into this hot dog thing. It like, took <laughs> It took it by storm. Like, I think you got the biggest pop of the night. Um, what do you think is the success to this character you play? Uh, it's just the fact that I guess people, I think people respect the fact that I can wrestle in that thing. Is it uh, easy? It's not, it's not, no, it's not easy at all. <laughs> uh, I try to find ways to adapt to it. I try to do different things. Sometimes it's just overwhelming. Um, but I do the best I can, and people respect that. Um, people, you know, I walk around in a hot dog suit. Sometimes I don't even realize it that I'm wearing a hot dog suit and I'm just walking around like, like it's normal. I'm very welcoming, very friendly. And I think people like that as well. Like, you know, you try to talk to other wrestlers, they're very like, you know, douchebaggy and very, you know, they, they're not as friendly as I am. Uh, I'm very right. friendly. I welcome pictures. I don't even, you know, I don't charge people for pictures and stuff like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just very welcoming. I just like taking pictures. I like, I like the fans, you know what I mean? Like, because I was a fan at one point too. So I, I know how it feels yeah. to, to, to see somebody who, who wrestles and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's cool. What do you think is it about wrestlers? Because I definitely have come across certain people who just are not as friendly or not as welcoming. You know, they're not, it, it takes a while to kind of get on their good graces. What is it about, being a professional wrestler that you have some guys who are very welcoming very cool very chill and others who are like you know what no i guess based on, based on personal experience like i know how it feels like sometimes i'm not uh in a good good move because you know you have all these fans coming up to you and following you around uh, you know kind of in, in a sense bugging you and sometimes it, it gets very you know repetitive and people yeah i guess they're used to it i mean sometimes they're not really used to it they're just tired of it so i know how they feel about that maybe they've been in wrestling longer than i have maybe like they've been in 10 years something like that and they're like you know what i can't i can't deal with this i just want to arrive wrestle and leave i don't want to do anything else so i kind of understand i kind of you know i kind of get where they're coming from but Mm -hmm. he's like you know what these are the people who who came to see you you know they paying they're paying they're good on good money to come see you wrestle at least appreciate that which i do i love love the fact that people spend their their money uh to come watch good wrestling yeah now do you think as you keep getting bigger and bigger and getting more of a fan following that this may change that you may turn into those wrestlers who you know you get overwhelmed by the amount of crowds that are coming to your merch table or want to take a picture and it's like all right it's cool but now i have to go get to my match i gotta prepare i gotta you know no i i can never um I can never be that way, especially like where I come from. Um, I'm from the South Bronx, man. It's like, you know, we don't have much. Okay. So it's like, I appreciate what I have now in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So the fans, I appreciate being the fact that I didn't really have no one to support me when I first started wrestling. So to have a fan base and to have people come up to me and be like, oh, you're my favorite wrestler and I want a picture with you and can you sign this and can you sign that? It's 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 awesome. It's an awesome feeling. So I, I can never turn into one of those guys who are like, oh, you know what, like, uh, uh, come back at this time or whatever. Like, right. don't bother me. I can never be that way. Okay. Now you talk about humble beginnings, talk about, you know, making your own name in the wrestling business. So let's go back a little bit. What got you into professional wrestling? As a, I'm sure you were a fan growing up, right? Yeah, of course. Well, what era of wrestling, like, what did you connect with? Was it the WWE uh, product, WCW? Like, was what was your both, time? Man. It was hard to choose, but I was, uh, sadly enough, I was a WCW guy. Okay. Um, but I watched both. I was, I was, the, I was one of those kids who would click between, uh, between shows. So one, 
my favorite wrestler from WCW was Sting. Like, Sting always caught my attention for some reason. It was like the face paint. It was always the face paint and how mysterious he was. So, uh, anytime Sting went against Hogan, I loved it. Uh, I remember that like, it was a triple threat match. Sting, Hogan, Goldberg for the WCW World title. And I was like, yo, I want Sting to win. And then, uh, I think Sting actually won. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't remember. But, um, Sting was like my all time favorite. WWE was Undertaker. Taker was like my favorite. Um, my secondary favorite was The Rock. That was everybody. Everybody loved The Rock. And I remember um, growing up, I would like have the shades on, try to do the people's eyebrow. <laughs> I was walking around the house shirtless, man. I was like trying to be The Rock. Um, so I, I, remember I grew up in like in that era, like 97, well, 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as time progressed, like, in two, like maybe 1999, Jeff Jerry became one of my favorites with the guitar because he used to do the El Bong and uh bash people on the head with the guitars and yeah. i remember my mom <laughs> my mom used to buy me like these cheap dollar guitars uh-huh. and um i would bash my brothers over the head oh, with them. that is so great <laughs> that is so great and then yell slap nuts to them and then um <laughs> i wouldn't get in trouble because i was the youngest and my mom thought it was cute oh that is so, awesome uh, <laughs> my, my dad used to have a guitar and it, it it was like my kryptonite I couldn't see it because every time I walked by it I really just wanted to take it and smash it over someone's head <laughs> you know but I knew I couldn't you know so he would like, like literally like legit want to like hide it from me and I would eventually find it and I'll play around and I'll walk down like Jeff Jarrett um, but I really I've that that's probably going to be on my bucket list whoever's going to let me do it, it please <laughs> hot let's, dog let's do, do you mind if I, I smash a guitar over your head one day my booking fee is going to have to go off of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so talking a little bit about your history, let's get into a little bit of, you know, what you're doing now. Um, you're working a few other shows. So you're working WrestlePro, right? What yep. other uh, promotions are you working with? Uh, WrestlePro, Capital Wrestling. They just had me something to do. It's pretty cool. Um, Blitzkrieg, booking system stuff. Uh, shoot, where else? Eclipse Wrestling, Phoenix Pro Wrestling, where else, where else? BCW, as you announced earlier today. Right. And, oh, NYC Wrestling, the uh, new promotion. Yes. Run by a quote-unquote Freddie Marks. Mm-hmm. And we all know who that is. That's coming up. Um, they're booking me. I'm booked for that 420 show. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely getting a lot of people's attention. And, and it's hard to do in a market where there's so much professional wrestling, like this time next year for WrestleMania, I'm just going to blow my mind at how much wrestling is going to be going on in our area. Oh, I cannot wait. Next year is going to be, I can, I can mark this now. Like I'm going to do double bookings, you yes. know, than what I'm doing now. Like I, I have a good amount of bookings for this month, last month. Uh, but next year I'm going all out. Man. It's going to be a uh, hot dog mania. <laughs> hot dog mania. I like it. Yep. Sounds like a, a new shirt just got born here. We're a big proponent. One of our mantras, one of our mottos has always been that wrestling brings people together. It really creates this like bond of this like community, this family, you know? Yeah, uh, it really does. What what bond, what families that you have behind the scenes are in response to professional wrestling? Like who are your mentors? Who are the guys that you roll with? So, um, I mean, I have a, we have our own name for it. I'm not going to reveal the current name for it. I'm unveiled the original. So I have the NYC crew, which is comprised of Team España, Jose and Hose B, 
if no one knows, is uh, Jose is like my best friend. Like we started wrestling together. We went to high school together. Uh, we started we started at the same time, same exact time. Okay. CPA is part of our crew. So me and CPA were boys. He, um, he gives me advice here and there. I go to him all the time because um, his mind, his mind for wrestling is incredible. Yeah. Like take, take CPA's mind because the stuff he comes up with is phenomenal. Um, Delroy, the Black Stallion, part of my crew. Mm-hmm. Um, Corinne Mink, she's she's down. Uh, who else? I'm actually in the group chat now with them. Beefcake Charlie, he's a he's a he's a good brother. Uh, the Beach Bum, um, well they're but I'm in the same crew with them. But yeah. one of them is at least part of, or two of them are, is in the crew with us. Um, the Beach Bum and Jay Enterprise and uh and uh Jay Enterprise and uh the uh the Blob. Uncle, I call him Uncle Shoes. <laughs> yeah, the Blob. <laughs> the Revolting Blob. Um, that is. My uncle shoes, love them forever and ever and ever. <laughs> what a, I think that is the biggest crew that I've ever heard someone been a part of, first of all, but filled with so many great people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're going to take over wrestling, mark my words. Hey, this time next year, you, you will definitely have that opportunity. Um, as a wrestling fan, who do you mark out to right now? Uh, AJ Styles. It's a small joke going around saying that's our Lord and Savior, AJ Styles. He fought for us. <laughs> <laughs> he wrestled for us. He died for us. Yeah. Of course. Where are those places that you would want to be? Like, would you ever want to do an overseas tour, or go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, or is that not your thing? Uh, so back in like '05, when I was like, okay, I'm definitely gonna become a wrestler. Uh, I was like, I'd rather go to Japan than WWE. I'm like, if you can make it, if you can make it in Japan, you probably make it anywhere because um, it's very hard hitting, strong style. Like that's their that's their thing. That's how they that's how they they wrestle. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I my background, I was doing MMA and stuff like that. And Interesting. Uh, I'm not gonna like gloat or anything, but I I kick hard. I, I hit hard, so I was like, I can make it there. I can make it there. So that is something I still want to do. I want to do something overseas as well. Um, I'm I, I want to congratulate Logan Black real quick because he just got uh he's doing something. I think in England. Yes. I'm not too sure. Yeah, and I'm um I'm very happy for him because I want to make I want to make I want to go to England because you know my mom is British. So I was like, you know what, like mom, I'm going I'm going home. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> I wanna I wanna tell her, you know, one day, um, that I'm I'm going over. I know she'll be proud she'll be proud and she'll be happy. That's awesome, man. We actually just had Logan Black on the show today and uh, um just to hear about like what his progression is going to be and what he wants to there's the, there's so many doors that when you go outside of the area you're comfortable in that it opens for you. And I think that's a lot of the conversations that we've shared uh with a lot of the talent is, you know, you know, make your name where you are. But then you got to step out. And I think one of the great things is when you step out, you try new things. Some things that may have worked in one area may not work in other areas. Or you evolve to something completely different that could take you to the next level. And a lot of people are afraid of that. So I'm glad that you're not one of those people who are afraid to take that plunge into the water, go across the pond. That's great, man. Yeah, man. Any challenges step uh, in front of me, I'm always down to Let's talk a little bit about that MMA stuff because people see <laughs> you as, you know, the hot dog guy and, you know, very fun, very loving, very charismatic. But MMA is a pretty tough sport. I wouldn't think peg you as an MMA guy. Uh, Yeah, uh, I was doing like MMA since I was, like, I don't even know, like four or five, maybe I was involved what? in it. Oh, man. Yeah, like I was doing Chinese, Chinese martial arts, uh, Hungar or whatever. Mm hmm. Uh, and I was doing that for a long time, and then like my 
my instructor, like he he went AWOL, and you know my my oldest brother put me in you know Tiger Showman, and they were doing the transition from karate to MMA at this point. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. So they put me. I was like, I was pretty big too, like for for my age. So they put me in an adult class. I'm like beating the adults up. <laughs> like <laughs> it was crazy. Like um, and then they That's started a big confidence they had, booster. <laughs> I know, and then um, they told me to take it easy at certain points. So I was like, yo, like, what do you mean? <laughs> These guys are bigger than me. One of my uh, trainers was a UFC fighter now, uh, Uriah Hall. Uh-huh. Um, and he he was impressed with, like, my striking skills. Because um, I used to strike really fast and really hard. Like, my kicks are they're probably, they're, they're pretty soft, man. He he looked at he looked at my kicks. He's like, "Yo, your kicks, yo, like they're really, they're really good. They're they're nice." I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." Um, but it's not much. I you know I can't really use it in wrestling now. I mean, I've, I, last night I did, or no, no, last night, uh, last Saturday I did at uh at Magic. I did. Uh, I used some roundhouses, swinging back kicks, and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. Um, because yeah, I, I miss the I miss it sometimes. Um, actually, it's funny enough. I'm talking about MMA. I'm doing a uh, MMA class uh, in a couple hours. <laughs> Um, just to get back, just getting back to the feel of things and stuff like that. Do you, um, do you ever see yourself going away from the hot dog gimmick and, and creating a different character? Uh, originally, my character—I don't know if you remember the movie *The Last Dragon*. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so remember, remember the the, the big bad Shonuff? Yeah. He was yep. like the. Uh huh. That was that was my old gimmick. Okay. So uh, I was doing MMA stuff back then, uh, but it wasn't working because I was like I was wrestling in Jersey and like no one really in Jersey knew what the hell showed off was or who he was. Some people got it, but it never really got over. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, I transitioned to like New York shows and it was getting over a little bit over there, but then it just, it, something about it. I, I just, I didn't fully get it. It was my fault. I wasn't fully committed to the gimmick. Um, as I am with hot dog, hot dog is basically just me. And it's, it's me. Hot dog is me. Um, it's more amplified me though. Showed off is, showed off wasn't me. I was, I'm not a big bad guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm just a nice guy. Um, Shut up was a bad guy who did all these karate moves just to hurt people. And I was like, yeah, I, I enjoyed taking people, but it just wasn't my thing. It, it really wasn't. I I really wanted to do like the moves that that paved the way. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to do a stone cold stunner and a rock bottom and people's elbow and all that other stuff. I wanted to do that because that's what I grew up watching. Yeah. I wanted to be like the Rock. I wanted to be like Stone Cold and Austin. I wanted to be like Hulk Hogan. I wanted to be like Sting. Um, so that's what I that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing all. I mean, when you think of a hot dog, you think of like oh, it's like a waste of different meat or whatever, all into one. Um, and that's me. I'm all these different wrestlers into one. You know, I'm I'm literally a hot dog. I love that uh, analogy of it. I never thought of it of that <laughs> way, but yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it, man. You know, putting all those scraps together and and making something great. And and listen, it's not. I've always heard that it's a, a lot easier to be a heel, to be out there and be the bad guy, you know, to get that fan reaction, you know. But I tell to, people that all the time, and it's a, true. It really is true. It, it is true to be, it's easier to be a heel. Yeah. Uh, it's hard sometimes to be a face. Like, I, can, I don't know mm-hmm. if I would have the same reaction if I didn't want a hot dog suit. I have no idea. Uh, am I going to try it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm hot dog stars. I got to wear hot dogs when I wrestle, right? But, um, you know, it is hard to gain to gain that, that love and the passion from fans when you're a babyface. Sometimes you go out there and you're a babyface and, you know, you get no pop. You just, you know, it's nothing, you know? Yeah. It's just nothing. And that's, something, that's bad. You get no reaction. 
no reaction is a bad reaction. It is. You know, it's definitely so not easy. Um, you definitely pull it off very well. Like I said, if you go check out Hot Dog at a Wrestle Pro show at any show, you'll you'll hear that pop, and you don't hear that that often. It's like a John Cena pop. Now that I think about it, <laughs> holy shit! I mean, the crowd went crazy, man. It was awesome. Um, yeah, it was like probably my favorite match. <laughs> As we look forward to the future, we look forward to Brie Combination Wrestling. Friday the 13th, April the 13th at the Elks Lodge, you are going to be making your re-return back into the yes. company. You know, what? what's going to change this time around? What's going to be different for you, you think? Uh, I'm way more prepared this time. Uh, last time, I, I, op- I took an open challenge. Uh, against Manny Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't come out the, the victor. Manny Martinez is angry, you know, like he beat the crap out of me, um, and it's fine. You know, I'm more prepared now uh, than ever. So this time, I don't know who I'm facing, but that's fine. That's that's quite all right. Um, I'm gonna muster up the strength, and I'm gonna catch up to whatever competition there is. Mustered up the strength, I love it. Um, if you had a choice of a dream opponent at BCW, who would that be? Whew, I have a couple. Um, but the top one so far, because it's on everybody's radar, cheeseburger. Oh, Ring of Honor's cheeseburger. Yep. What What is it about him? What? Is- uh, I've met him. I met the guy. Um, uh, and we had a stare down, and someone had to break up. To, you know, break it up because it got intense. It really got intense because I came up, I showed up at a show, and I was a hot dog. And uh, I'm like, hey, you're a cheeseburger. Where's your cheeseburger? You know, uh, I'm upset with the fact that he calls himself cheeseburger and he doesn't wear a cheeseburger. You know, that hurts me a little bit. I'm hot dog sucks. You're supposed to be cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. That's your name. Where's Where's the cheeseburger? Right. You know, do you, I don't know why they call him cheeseburger. Did he eat a lot of cheeseburger when he was a kid? I don't know. Uh, but that that hurts me a little bit. Um, I mean, what to expect of him? Uh, he likes to wrestle. I can tell. He he does like his. He has a weird, unorthodox lucha style. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably because uh, Delirious taught him that. Uh, but he's he's quick too. You know, it's not like a Montequia. You know, Montequia is like very very uh, lucha, like old school lucha. You yeah. can see that. Uh, Cheeseburger, no, he's like his own version of lucha. Um, so he he's going to do a lot of unorthodox lucha stuff. And I'm going to do some hot dog stuff. And uh, hopefully it's going to be a great matchup if it ever happens. Dude, um, if, if one day it would it happens, it would totally fill my appetite. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, Lord. For sure. I love it. And if we wanted to follow your journey on social media, where do we do that, my friend? Okay. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hot Dog Starks. That's S-T-A-R-K-E-S. Uh, that's it. Uh, hot dog starts, or you can type it on the Facebook too. Trust me, you'll find me. I'm the only hot dog man from Hot Dog Land on Facebook. My man, I'm. I feel like I'm still a little bit hungry. You know, I finished my beer. Um, uh, do you mind sticking around for last call? Uh, yeah, I'm down for it. If you want more shots from Hot Dog Starts, stay tuned. The last call. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty. All right, Jeff. Another good interview by Green Man. You know, uh, I enjoyed it. If you missed it, there's a lot of content in that, so make sure you go back and catch up. Let's get into some news. All right. Of course, the big news story this week is, of course, let's the living under a rock. Daniel Bryan was finally cleared by the E-Doctors to return to in-ring competition. That is that is big news. Huge news. 
Huge. He underwent a full review of his medical history and received comprehensive neurological physical oh. evaluations independent of the WWE. And eventually, he was cleared by the E-Doctors, uh, Joseph Maroon. So, good for him. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, you don't seem to care at all. Listen. Listen, I, I have my thing about Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's a great former. I think Daniel okay. Bryan's a great wrestler. My thing is, uh, which WrestleMania was it that we went to, 2012? That you went? Uh, Miami, WrestleMania 26. Yeah, the one, well, the one I went with you guys, right? Yeah. And it was Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Yep. Daniel Bryan lost that match in, what, 10 seconds after 16 he... 16 seconds, 16 yeah. seconds. I got heated as fuck. Nobody else was heated. Where were people backing Daniel Bryan during that match when I was the one screaming... This was a bullshit match. I don't mean to bring it far back, but I just kind of got pissed that that was only, what, two, three years later after he wins WrestleMania 30? Four, yeah. Yeah, four years later. But nobody gave a fuck that he lost a 19-second, 16-second match in WrestleMania 2012. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Sheamus was a good guy. People are simple like that. People yeah. root for the good guys, cheer for the heel for the bad guys, and the way he won. I just remember waiting in the beer line, screaming, why is yes. no one giving a fuck? I remember that. <laughs> you were so pissed when he came back. Yeah. All right. That's that's all I have to say about that. Uh, but it was noted that in agreement to be cleared, he had to agree that every time he comes backstage after a match, he has to be cleared by uh, get impact testing, go to their doctors, go to some MRIs just to play it safe and make sure everything. So it's kind of like a match per match type of thing? Yeah, I believe it is. Interesting. Until they feel comfortable enough that he's A-OK. That's really intensive uh, scrutinization uh, yeah, from the doctors. They don't fucking play, especially with oh, the lawsuit. concussions. Yeah. And the lawsuit. The ongoing concussion lawsuit that WWE has. I feel good for him, though. Good for him. No, I, that's right. And you saw how emotional he got in his interview about how depressed he was when he couldn't wrestle. And I understand how Brie... Like, listen, they got that total divas thing. They do the little thing and the off-camera. They sound like a bunch of ditzy girls to a certain degree. But I really 100% agree that Brie really was there for him the way Absolutely. that he... He reacted. They showed a little bit of it on Total Divas, and you could tell her she was a stronghold. Exactly. And for anybody else who, you know, has never been in a strong relationship, which includes myself. And me, don't worry about it. Yeah. So it's like understandable, like when even your boy, because sometimes your boys just can't understand it the same as your girl. And I got to give it to her that Brie really showed that she's his his girl by uh, sticking it out. So apparently he was cleared Monday. They released the news on Tuesday afternoon. I was assuming it's to draw people into SmackDown. Yeah. But wondering, was he though? Was he cleared on Monday? The timing is too convenient. Mm-hmm. Jim McMahon quits commissioner, gets his ass beat. Well, think about and it. Co- co- coincidentally, the next week, he's cleared and he gets involved in the storyline. So you're trying to say, well, you remember, it's How not long? that he was, no, not that he was cleared. Remember, he already went through four or five doctors, three or four doctors, and then it took the WWE doctors to give him the final Yeah, he's been for a while, yeah. He's going so, to quit when his contract was up, go to Japan somewhere else. So this is also also a ploy to keep him mm-hmm. by the E. Okay, we're going to clear you. Yes. But just seemed, the timing seemed a little too coincidental. Well, as I said, they already knew. It took the last doctor so maybe at when they were like, well, we just kicked uh, Sheamus, I mean, Shane out for uh, getting beat up by uh, Zayn and KO. Let's see if we can get Daniel Bryan in. So then the doctor finally, you know, gave the final okay. That's that's my thing. Good friend, welcome back. And uh, just wonder where he fits. How's he going to get after this? Where's he fit? And is he going to become a Well, my wrestler? opinion, my opinion is it's two things are going to happen. It's going to be Shane versus Daniel Bryan. Or it's going to be Shane and Daniel Bryan versus KO and Sami Zayn. Yes, that's the Mania match, yeah. Yeah. But you also mentioned it might be Shane versus Daniel Bryan. For SummerSlam. I, I predict that, that they're going to heal on each other. That's what they're going with last year. I don't know how they're going to come back this year, but that's a story remember? for a different time. But I'm just curious to how he plays out. See, where, see what right. he does and see what storylines he gets. Is he going to still be the general manager and wrestle part-time? 
Well, you know what's interesting is that he's growing the beard out. He's growing his hair out. Like, he's going back into the Daniel Bryan character. Remember when he retired, he automatically shaved his head and donated his hair, which was nice. Very nice. And then, uh, you know, he started looking more normal. Well, I don't want to say normal. Let's say more um, groomed, well-groomed. Presentable. Presentable. I mean, to each his own, whatever the definition of presentable is, but yes. But now he's slowly been, looks like he's been kind of waiting for this moment because he knew when he was going to uh, contract something. happening, yeah. Yeah. So either way, he was getting ready to go back into that character. So we'll see what happens coming up. We'll keep you abreast. Uh, next up, your thoughts on the XFL? Excited about the XFL coming back? Not at all. all right, well, this is the wrong show for you to be on. Um, this man thought that when he announced the return of the XFL back in January... That was he was going to be the biggest competition for the NFL. That's his goal. That's what he wanted to do back two thousand one to be the competition to the NFL. He hate me. However, Charlie Embersall, name ringing a bell? Is that he hate me? No. Oh, okay. He's the guy who produced the XFL documentary for ESPN Thirties for Thirty. Okay. Well done. He announced like a Brutus to Caesar. He's coming out with his own league, the Alliance of American Football. And that will debut in February 2019, one week after the Super Bowl. Do you remember there was like this league where the cheerleaders, they did their own like football for like half a season or something like that? They had like a female football league. The Lingerie Football League. Yes. That's still around. Yeah. Why don't, let's, let's, Legend while, we're, while we're just allowing many leagues to come out, why don't we just focus on that? At least, at least you got girls in nice little outfits, you know, running around in their tutus. Yeah, it was lingerie, but they switched it to legends. I'm sure, I don't remember what the outfits are now, but we'll check it out. Yeah. Cause my whole thing is like, like XFL's coming back and no disrespect for any XFL fan like yourself, right. but. The problem was, uh, you know, it wasn't done properly. I saw, I saw, oh, I saw a documentary on all the flaws that XFL had. As long as they fix those flaws, maybe they have another good chance. So but then this guy, who you just said produced the Thirty for Thirty, mm-hmm. knows all that flaws, so yep. he has a better insight. So what's going to happen now? I felt like I feel like it's going to be uh, two people just trying to eat each other at that point. Well, there's no real details about the XFL. Mm-hmm. I guess Vince is taking it slow. Wants to get the right people together to build it up. This guy has a plan already. Yeah. The plan will include a 10-week run with the 50-man teams. Uh, the initial contests and championship game will air on CBS. Mm. And one game... And he a, already has that deal on lock? One game a week on CBS Sports Network. Okay. All the other games will be broadcast on the league's app. Okay. Which will include fantasy football. The league will be overseen, uh, overseen that's a word, by Bill Polian, who's a former NFL general manager. The players will be managed by former Pro Bowl Pittsburgh Steelers safety Troy Palomalo. If, you if you're familiar with football, you know who that guy is. I am not familiar with football. It's a beast. One of the best. The league will also have advertisers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, advisors, which will include former NFL player Heinz Ward and Justin Tuck, as well as Charlie's father, former friend of Vince McMahon, partner in the XFL, Dick Emersall. Oh, I know Dick Emersall. Oh. That's an NBC guy. Man, turning his back. You know how I, I know about these NBC guys because it's Saved by the Bell. Remember uh, the episode with Johnny Dakota? There's no hope with dope. Okay. That was Dick Eversall who wow. was in that throw, episode. Throw it back. But anyways, time out. So XFL, do they have any TV deals? Uh, not yet. That's amazing that this dude already has TV deals and he hasn't even had anything to fruition. Well, his father is Dick Emersall. Well, that makes sense. And also, like one of my thought, thought of the flaws at the XFL was they were h- overhyping it. Mm-hmm. They got the NBC deal right away. NBC primetime? Mm-hmm. Wait too much. Let's ease your way into it. You know what this reminds me of? Give me MC Sports. Give me the Fox 1. This reminds me of, I just watched this recently, Sega Saturn and PS1. Sega Saturn. Throwback. This, no, listen to this story real quick. Sega Saturn was supposed to come out in August, and then they realized that the PS1 was coming out in September. So Sega Saturn said, well, screw it. We're going to come out in May, and we're going to cost three ninety nine. So PS1 just said, well, you know what? We're going to still come out in September, but we're going to be two ninety nine. I feel like that's what's going on right here. They know what's going on, so they're just setting in that person in that perspective of setting price points. This one's just setting 
rules and regulations, and they're one the ones doing it, trying to do it. It better seems than like the other. they held off the announcement until they had everything figured out. Yes, but they, they made, but the they let XFL already shoot the gun first. Mm-hmm. It's always worse to go first. So already drama, already already rivalry. I don't want to be a WWE shareholder. Maybe it's not a good idea at that point. Think about buying stock. I came this close one day. I was born at work. I came this close. You guys know, can see. You know, it, when was a good time when it was when it was nine ninety nine. Other news: We just watched the uh, Ultimate Deletion. You missed it, so we just showed it to you before we start. And show. I appreciate you showing me that. As you know, at the end, Matt Hardy tossed Bray Wyatt into the lake of reincarnation, which is actually maybe symbolic of him being repackaged. Your thoughts on Bray Wyatt being repackaged? You know what? I didn't think of it that way, but I did notice the name of the lake was the Lake of Reincarnation. And the first thing I said was uh, Sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. And that's one of his alter egos, but it was poorly, poorly written because it reminded me too much of Anthony Perkins in the Psycho uh, movie. Definitely. Yeah. It was his, the, the mother. So, so he kind of he cut you off, but thank God he got sick. That match never took place. Yes. So, right, and that was the uh, JoJo Bo Dallas. Everybody was, yeah. uh, and then and then somehow uh, Roman Reigns was uh, sick that week too. Mm-hmm. But he, his sickness was unrelated to that. All right, moving on. But yes, um, I hope that I really don't know. I mean, my problem is Bray Wyatt was a really good character, but then keyword was I, no. They he played since twenty twelve, and it just that gimmick got old pretty quickly. Yeah. Once he lost the family. Mm-hmm. He got old. That's true, and and you know it's like he was supposed to pass the torch, uh, Undertaker, but then Undertaker defeated him. Yeah. So what type of torch passing was that? This is and Green then, Man's favorite character, and uh, when Green Man calls, Bray Wyatt's theme is his ringtone. Ah, do I have to switch it up now? Do, well, I, find, do I find a new theme? Song whatever his new theme song okay. is, maybe it's uh, you know maybe Bray Wyatt is a uh, awoken character now. Maybe Bray Wyatt has been woken, woken part of the Hardy family. Yeah, but I don't know. It's like I've never been a fan of the Bray Wyatt character, but it's just like. But then it's hmm. like Bray had his own family, then he joins a family. That's just like really going, yeah. You know, mid card below mid card. They fucked this guy so much, they yes. buried him and ruined him as a character. We talked about the show several times, so we're not going to repeat ourselves. But mm-hmm. curious, what the future holds for Bray Wyatt? Does he come back as Bray Wyatt? Does he come back as somebody else? You know, you know what, you know what? He can't the... come back as somebody else. The fans are going to chant Bray Wyatt like they with Husky Harris. Yes. So it's going to be Bray Wyatt, but. You, and you remember in the beginning, he was getting the Husky chants, and yeah, he, quickly, he quickly deaded those chants. I mean, maybe not as quick as, as you said, like two or three weeks. Or no, it was longer it. than that, but he yeah. shut them up because his character d- developed, and they sucked him right in, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. And then one, of the, one of the things that uh, was conflicting was on several interviews, uh, Togus Jericho, Bray Wyatt said, you know, one of my biggest matches is Dean Ambrose. He's like, during my NXT days, me and Dean Ambrose, uh, we had very good chemistry, and then they started working together a few months uh, after that, and I was very disappointed with their chemistry. I didn't think their chemistry was as no, strong. The match was pretty good. Yeah. The, 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 the storyline rivalry was, didn't make any sense. Yeah, the storyline. I guess but the match I'll, I'll good. take it back. The storyline, because that whole hologram thing was just, what? None of Bray Wyatt's rivalries made any sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my two cents on the Bray Wyatt. And, I, you know, I like him, so I hope something good happens out of this. Can't be any worse. That is true. He was at the bottom. Speaking of being on the bottom, Hulk Hogan is in the news. Oh, yeah. He is once again in talks with WWE about making a return to the company. Really? The WWE offered this official statement saying, We have discussions with Terry Bollea about how he can help uh, others learn from his mistakes. However, he is not yet under contract. I thought he was an unspoken name. Oh, speaking of unspoken name, wasn't he mentioned at Raw 25? Yeah. AJ Styles impersonated him. Yes. Yeah. But my man Hillbilly Jim wants him to have him induct him into the Hall of Fame. If that makes any sense. Hmm. 
which oh, nobody else makes any sense besides Hulk Hogan. Yes. So, Brother. I hope that they pull the deal. Oh, get Hulk Hogan back. I agree. Get Tone for his sins. It was a mistake. Let him go. Let's get, listen, over, let's get over it. Let's just, let's just be fair. I'm not saying I'm a racist, but how many people listening has said the N-word in closed doors? Don't act like you're all, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, non-stereotypical or non-racist people, because we all are not non-racist. But as the movie or the musical Avenue Q says, everyone's a little racist sometimes. That's that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Okay. The rumor was that he might come back as SmackDown commissioner. Hogan? Be, be there's an opening now. Listen, I don't think Hogan needs any TV time yet. I think he should start working backstage first and then work his way. He doesn't need to automatically you resume get his TV. role as a WB ambassador. Yeah, let's let's let him do a halfway thing okay. where he's you know you know still trying to get the people and then he's also doing backstage stuff. Let him get that over before that we just throw him right on TV. You know. Uh, speaking of TV, WB production crew will be very busy WrestleMania weekend. They're going to be recording three documentaries at once. Mm. They're going to be recording the WrestleMania. DVD for 24-7 that they always do. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey's debut. Mm-hmm. And Undertaker's comeback. You know, I just watched... Of, uh, cameras uh, backstage. I watched last year's uh, 24-7 on WrestleMania. Okay. And anybody who watches that, watch when Roman Reigns enters. And it's... You can hear the boos and the hisses. Oh, so you don't see me? Huh? You don't see me? I thought, well, I, I, I mean, you're probably there in the um, you know sea of thousands of tens of thousands but if you that's put doubtful to have a green man oh that's green man <laughs> well he wasn't there last year so that's why i can't like you know point to yeah. you and be like oh well there's putty that's because there's guy. green yeah. man and <laughs> then i gotta look two steps left to, to the right of putty well, anyways watch the 24 7 and when roman reigns comes out put the subtitles on you hear booze but the subtitles say crowd cheers and applause and i'm just like what type of lies are they telling these deaf people so you think here? deaf people think Roman Reigns is the best. Well, if they literally can't hear, they're being told Lots by... Of people mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So wh- meet a deaf person and ask them, what do they think of Roman Reigns? They're like, oh, he's really over. So, so many celebrities, so many legends, they're also going to do a lot of table for threes, mm-hmm. including one with Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah? Really? What, who's going to be here table That's my question. Who do you think will be the other two joining her? Stephanie? The Rock? But no, they can't get The Rock. If anything, Stephanie... There been, has, are there intergender table for threes? I don't watch table for three. Um, usually three women. Or I've three seen men. Table for Three, and to the best of my knowledge, it's never been intergender. Did you can get like a Shayna Baszler? Who? Let's move on. Yeah, Cena was asked by TMZ recently about if the W thinks they could have a transgender wrestler on the screen. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote: "I'm a storyteller, my friend, and that's what we do in the WWE. It's not segregated to sex, race, creed, religion, or any of that. I as long know. as the story is good, it belongs in the WWE." I'm just going to say on record, since the mic is on. I will say, good statement by John Cena. I'm really glad for John Cena, Cena's statement. That's all I have to say. That's a, that's a weird statement. That's all I have to say. John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. You're trying to say something? I'm just saying. Trying to imply something? I'm just saying that's what John Cena has to say. Yeah, I just said that. What's what yeah. you have to say? And I'm just not going to say my opinion. The only transgender people, huh? Huh? You, you haven't evolved that you still don't like transgender no, no, people? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let's move on. Thank you. <clears throat> Big Cass is going to come back soon. Anybody care? No? Who? Exactly. Uh, Mark Henry was officially announced as being the next inductee into the Hall of Fame. Wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. Just for the record, I went to, was that Shapiro up in uh, New Jersey? What's his uh, oh, cap- capital? capital. They had a, uh, a transgender wrestler there. I applauded them. That's all I have to say. Moving on. Doesn't save you at all. Mark Henry was sort of surprised to me because he just recently, quote unquote, retired. Mm-hmm. Didn't even officially retired. Too soon, no? Vader's still around. There's so many, like, there's so many other people. Not- it's time. It's time. It's Vader time. I like Vader. 
Okay, so is that too soon? Well, listen. Is that something you could wait a little bit? I, I saw recently, uh, what is it, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic? And uh, Mark Henry was uh, emceeing the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. So I think, like, um, Mark Henry was found through bodybuilding. Yes. So I think it's kind of like at this point, it's like he just wants to maybe focus more on doing bodybuilding stuff. I think it's more because you remember they signed like this ridiculous like 20 year contract with him. He wants to work backstage as a producer. Yeah. So I think it's not continue as an ambassador. But I just yeah. feel like that Mark Henry is a big name that could have held off for like maybe five, 10 years even. So you're saying because he immediately retired and then they put him in the Hall of Fame was too soon. He hasn't, uh, what do you call, ripened enough to be into the Hall of no, Fame? I just think that's a name. There's so many other people out there that could be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mark Henry is a big enough name that we won't forget about. And yeah. maybe five, ten years down the road, like, oh, shit, Mark Henry. So, oh, you're saying so for the spot this year, do you think someone it, else? What, what do you, does, it, does Mark Henry overshadow Double J? Does, no, but nobody out. Shadows, Double J. Yeah, but who who else is being inducted this year? Let's think about it. who's name the this year's Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, we're wasting time here. Yeah, not including the Warrior Award, not including Kid Rock, mm-hmm. Goldberg, okay, Ivory, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. the Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Henry belongs in there. In that yeah, group, you missed my, yeah, you missed my point. Okay, I think Mark Henry is a name that could be waited for five ten years. Look real quick, Goldberg. Just wrestled in last year's WrestleMania, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. It's the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I see your point. Yeah, that's what. I, that's why I said name the list. Mm. All right, whatever. Cool. Moving on. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, Molly Holly will induct Ivory, and Christian Edge will induct uh, Dudley Boys. Makes sense. Yeah. And you just mentioned him earlier. Uh, Vader posted on Twitter that he'll be now undergoing full-blown heart surgery next week in Dallas. We mentioned a couple weeks ago he was undergoing a minor heart surgery, but now it's full-blown. He said, and I quote, they said it's tough surgery to get through. Wish me luck. I'm going to need it. My heart was slowed into its 30s. Say one for me. It's Vader time. So uh, God bless. Well, I did say that, and I jumped the gun on that. But quick story. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, yeah. Arn Anderson versus Sid Vicious when Arn Anderson stabbed Sid Vicious with a pair of scissors? No. So this is a story. Long story short, I think they're like on the road, and everybody's tired. Arn Anderson and Sid Vicious get into a fight. Arn Anderson stabs Sid Vicious with scissors. Vader is in the bar when this happens. Puts his finger inside Sid Vicious <sighs> and saves him from bleeding to death by holding his finger inside his wound. Hmm, interesting. So that's a good Vader story. So in terms of Vader, uh, you know, wishing we're wishing the best that he Absolutely. succeeds. Remember, he saved a life. He saved. Sid Vicious Life. Or Sid Justice, whichever Sid you want to call yeah. it. That's from Vader's point of view. So we don't know how much. So you, do you think Mark Henry deserves to be in the Hall of Fame over Vader? Why, why isn't Vader in this perfect spot for Vader? Listen, will Vader even make it to the Hall of Fame? Well, he should get inducted before he dies. Well, that's not kind of. that's. So the Hall of Fame was supposed to be a positive thing. We don't yeah. listen. I love Vader. Coming off heart surgery, Vader comes back. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be able to make it to the ring? Absolutely. Were they going to put him in a in a in a bed with a with a with a with a drip? I don't think it takes that much longer. It takes like, like two weeks from open heart surgery. Yeah. Talking about our ass, both of us because no, yeah. none of us know what we want. We're no cardiologists over here. So uh, that's all the news I got. Do you any, have any news? Any news? Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, right, said. Yeah. Good. Before we get to Raw and SmackDown, cheers and heels. Okay. My last week's guest was Pete Rosado. BCW's voice. Uh, we took some time at the end of the show to talk about uh, his commentary partner, AJ Pan, his mother who's battling cancer. So we took time out of the show. We shared some stories about Mama Pan and how great of a character she was and how tough as nails she was. Well, unfortunately, to the heavy heart, I say that she lost her battle to cancer. Take a moment of silence here in her honor. AJ, you and your family are in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, God bless Mama Pan.
A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Still watching WrestleMania 10. Bam Bam Bigelow was on my screen. And I realized, don't you think he should be inducted into Hall of Fame? Like, Mark Henry, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve, he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But maybe, like, wait, like I said, five, maybe even ten years for Mark Henry and give people who have been around five, ten, even twenty years ago who aren't in yet a spot. Yeah, but as, I mean, having said that, I mean, look look at uh, Bam Bam. Bam Bam's not as big of a name as Mark Henry. The thing about not? Bam Bam, Bam Bam's a bigger worker He's than Mark Henry. He's one of the bigger Henry. names. I mean, if you go down the road and you ask somebody about wrestling, because Mark Henry transcends better because he came from bodybuilding. So he has a little bit of a bodybuilding fan and a wrestling Bam fan. Bam Bam Bigelow was one of the characters in the late oh, I mean, of course, 90s. Bam Bam's biggest biggest match was LT, you know? But, uh, Who was surprisingly not inducted to Hall of Fame celebrity wing yet. That's right. Hey, that's a good transition on that. Let's go into the Raw and SmackDown. You watch Raw and SmackDown? I sure. Oh, yes, I did. Remember we talked about that? Yes, we talked about that. I'm going to heal. Big fan of John Cena. You're a big fan of John Cena. I love this promo last week. This promo was a little borderline. Mm-hmm. Calling calling Undertaker a coward was a really cheap shot. And not only that, it was not something that I got over, in my opinion. So John Cena all, got, all of a sudden got really serious. The John Cena serious voice. Serious face. Then Kane came out. Then all of a sudden he turns into like a cartoon goofy to you. Like, oh my god, what? Yo, what? You, who's you, this? You what? called that out. Like, why is look Kane coming? Like, all four sides. Like, who's this? What's going on? What? This would be a perfect time Way to have a, uh, this would yes, be a perfect yeah. time to have a visual. Like Probably. you know, you know when we're talking? Yeah. This is the visual moment where you show that John Cena face like looking like a deer in headlights mm-hmm. that Kane came out. Yeah, so weird. So over, way overreacting. Uh, I'm going to cheers to Miss Promo. Yeah, how is he not on the promo material for WrestleMania? Not on the chairs, not on the posters, not on the pro, uh, magazines? Remember what I said when I saw his promo and I said, look, Miz says, as long as you're with me, I get you over. He's gotten Bo Dallas over. Mm-hmm. He's gotten, uh, I keep calling him Michael McGillicuddy. I hate Curtis Axel. Thank Keeps you. getting Curtis Axel over. And then I transitioned and said, look what he did to Miz Dow. Look how over Miz Dow was when he was with the Miz. The second he left the Miz, where did Miz Dow go? He got TNA, released. Yeah. Released. I'm not the biggest fan of Sheamus. I'm not a big fan of the bar together in you know, like Cesaro. I think Cesaro's being held back here. But for the first time in a long time, I had to cheers them because I like the line of how we travel together, train together, sleep together. What? what? You guys You guys sleep together? It, it just, both of them tell them, oh, grow up. Grow up to the crowd. Hey, means we live in the yeah. same room together. What accent was that? I don't know. That was really bad. Yeah, it really was bad. just some bad accent. Uh, but we need more comedic one-liners from them. Maybe it'll warm me up a little well, bit. Well, as I as I was telling you, and everyone else is listening, check out Seamus's YouTube channel, and you will see how hard Seamus is trained. He trained with like Alexa Bliss. He trained with Elias. He trained with uh, Jinder Mahal. He trained with Drew Ga- uh, Drew McIntyre. You see him training, and he's very serious but the second he's between sets he tells like he says a lot of funny stuff so he works hard but doesn't take himself seriously and it was great to see that transition on the the raw this week and cesaro forget it cesaro is a way underutilized wrestler i was gonna chill oh here we go don Cheadle. <sighs> you said Cheadle. You, you... i said chill oh i'm gonna chill the ronda rousey video package i'm gonna cheers that because it was well done we'll put together told her story very well I'm going to heal that because while that video package was airing on our televisions, yes, in the arena, Ronda Rousey's in the ring cutting a promo and beating up Dana Brooke, and we didn't see that. Why? Dumb. Maybe they. Maybe it was very. Maybe even Ronda's ability when what is it called when you brawl somebody just wasn't clean enough that they were like we can't air this. 
No, but it was live. You know what it was? It was live while the package was airing. Maybe to help the audience. They didn't see the package. They saw Dana Brooke get her ass beat That's by. what I'm saying. Just, Do you ever think about tape delay? And they were just like, yo, this is horrible. Seconds. I don't know, but it was, okay. it was weird. Go on. Don't give me that attitude. No, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. yeah, in my opinion, either it was tape delay or, you know, she just wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't tape delay. As that package was airing on TV's live, mm-hmm. that was happening live in the ring. Then I have no other words because it doesn't uh, logically make any sense. How did you know? First off, how did you know that was going on? Uh, online. People, oh. people who were there reported like, oh, we didn't get to see that because we saw this instead. Cause, and also WWE, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they showed Dana Brooke getting her ass beat by Ronda Rousey. Oh, I don't watch World Live. I still have to do. So I'm watching. I'm waiting for that segment to pop up, and I just didn't see it. But then I found that it happened while that video package was airing. But I don't get that's what I'm healing. I don't get why would you do that? Why should a video package and not the woman herself? Again, you got to talk to Vince and creative going on there. Side comment. Uh, heel make a James smoking hot. Oh my God! Did you see her puppies? They were looking delicious. I haven't heard of puppies in a while. Bring that shit back. I, I think you need to. I mean. You know, Jerry, the King Lawler, said puppies, and I like that statement. Let's go into the final, the leash. I'm going to cheers the uh, oh. Rebby Sky playing Wyatt's theme song as he entered. Subtle. I didn't notice it until the end, until I rewatched it. Nice little touch. Yeah, huh? I'll, I'll replay it for you. You know, Rebby Sky's on the piano playing his theme song. Oh, his wife. Yeah, he's playing his theme song. I was like, oh, nice touch. See, I'm a jerk. I don't know the name. Yeah, you are a jerk. Anyway, let's go into the final deletion. Overall, what do you think? Well, I wanted to add on that. As I said, uh, I saw something on... Uh, the 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 dirt sheets about how Vince didn't not like the final deletions, and if you are a Hulu subscriber, the final deletion was not included. That was the in main this... event of Raw. I was surprised you told me that. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, Hulu made a statement on Twitter saying that they are not responsible for the content that WWE lo- oh, uh, loads up to Twitter. I mean, to to Hulu, and they are only promised a ninety minute version of Raw every week. They will contact WWE to find out future uh, content uploading that they get for future episodes. But having said that, if you go also on TMZ.com, Matt Hardy has an interview stating his opinion about how he feels about Vince's point of view. And he said, if Vince didn't like it, tough crap. I enjoyed every moment of making that video. What do you think about it? It was great. I think, uh, as I way said... Way better than the, why, um, the New Day thing. Way, way better than the New Day Way thing. better than the House of, House of Horrors thing they went through. Yes. Um, I wasn't expecting much, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I even liked it better the second time I watched it with you. Yeah, and I liked how you uh, sat with me, and you were still invested, even though you already knew the outcome and how everything was going down. So that tells you that it has replay value. And to me, today, anything in wrestling that has replay value, like WrestleMania mm-hmm. 10, yeah. is worth watching and noting as a classic. And I was waiting for you to say something. You didn't, it took you a while to say something to how, but each time they moved into a different portion of the compound. Mm-hmm. They show the name of it. Yeah, it's like a video game. And shout out to the the, the Benny Hill little running around really quickly. Okay, no, I, you what? thought Benny Hill. I was thinking more like a Call of Duty type of thing when you walk. No, no, uh, no. When uh, when Matt Hardy was standing behind all those little oh, with yes. quote unquote tombstones. Yes, the people who are have been uh, I forgot the name of it. I wouldn't say that's Benny Hill. I'd say that was more like uh, like a Scooby Doo thing. Okay, where, was, where yeah. you they would constantly be in the wrong room at the wrong the, time, switching back and forth really yeah. quickly. I was waiting for the like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yes. But like you said, it was, it's funny how you thought it was video games, mm-hmm. different levels. Yes. And the final level was the Lake of Reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was very well put, in my opinion. Yeah, very I, well I put it. Together. It was well done. Surprisingly well done. I wasn't expecting much. But. And I, I have a wholehearted opinion to believe that Matt Hardy had a lot of input in scripting uh, that match. Same with Bray. I think it was less creative and more Matt and Bray on well, that match. Matt Hardy, talk about his previous shows, he had full creative control of his character in TNA. 
and uh, he was helped a lot with production wise and writing wise with Jeremy Borash, mm-hmm. which is one so, of the reasons they so brought him on to the WWE. I don't. I honestly don't know who Jerry Borash is because I'm uh, one not... of the majority of people who don't watch TNA. Yes, he was. He signed to the WWE. He was the face, um, the voice of TNA for a while. Okay, so they brought him in, and the rumor was to help with the broken Matt Hardy character and these little deletion gimmicks in mm-hmm. the videos. And so maybe Jerry Borash had some type of ghostwriting in there. So uh, well done. Uh, like I said, we could, yeah. it was all done. Agreed. No dis, uh, distribution. Whatever. Just bleh, the word. <laughs> I'm not ending that part out. Yeah. Smackdown. <laughs> what can you say about Smackdown? Disagreements. Cheers to Daniel Bryan's speech. To give him time. Oh. Let, him, let him speak nonstop for 12 minutes, which is unheard of for a two-hour show. Yes. With no overrun. Mm-mm. So Now, is Smackdown live really live? Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, it's interesting. Good, good point you mentioned. Every Smackdown live starts at 8, ends at 10. Ends right at 10. Starts at eight, ends at ten. No or run. Just WWE like- on Raw, right? What what's 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 always bleeding in like Law and Order or something? So they're just like Law and Order. Chrissy knows best. Chrissy modern, knows, family. Yeah, modern Family. Yeah, it's also something. And so it's always something that they're just like you know it can go over. Well, you know why they go over ratings? The overrun for Raw. Raw ends at eleven, but then overrun to eleven oh five. Yes, correct. Eleven ten. Yes. Eleven fifteen. I've seen because Nitro ended at eleven. Mm-hmm. So for them to get additional ratings drop people in they would go over 11 o'clock mm-hmm. to draw the, the gragglers in from nitro to watch raw correct so i watched the last 10 50 minutes of raw I'm like in, in hopes of them coming back next week to see what, what starts the show interesting also happy anniversary 2001 you should have done the microphone oh. opening your beer can there it is there it is we bought wcw 17 years ago today this, this was it nice and I was there. Yeah. I was there to watch the Raw WCW simulcast. And let me tell you, First I of all. I switched back and forth. I was that person. And it was amazing at that Panama City, whatever uh, WWE. Yeah, where were we at? Panama City or Ohio? I was I was at, I guess, Ohio, but I would switch back and forth. First of all, that anniversary of the simulcast mm-hmm. is coming up on Monday when most people are probably listening to the show. Okay. Not the purchase. The purchase was done a couple days prior. Oh, okay. I remember logging into my computer and seeing that in the splash page of WWE, I'm sorry, WWF.com, saying WWF buys WCW. Wow. Moment I'll never forget, I never jumped ship. I was a W guy through and through, and my, most of my friends jumped ship to WCW. And like, I, give me a little pride. Shoulders are back a little bit, listen, a little braggadocious. I, I, I will agree with you, The but in all fairness, I did switch to WCW during commercials. Like when WWF had commercials, a commercial. Commercials, yes, and 8 to 9, okay. Yeah. I have to mention this all the time. There's one time I watched a Nitro over Raw. Is when WCW Nitro went to the Kemper Arena. Mm. And it was Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit. Oh, for the tribute? Tribute for Owen Hart. That's the only time I watched. I honestly did not see that. But Great. I own the Bret Hart DVD, so I did see that. Yeah. And um, we're not going to talk about this right now. Remember to say this for another show. Mm-hmm. How can you not mention you were fucking at Raw for the fucking purchase of the Nitro? Oh, no, no. No, no. I'm sorry. That's not what I'm saying. That's exactly what you said. I could play it back oh, for you. Then, then, I could... I, then I'm completely wrong. I meant to say I was watching it on TV. <sighs> I'm an idiot. All right. I, I said that completely wrong. SmackDown. Or something about SmackDown? Yeah. Did your Bryan thing? Great speech. And then you just you showed me. That everything between Daniel Bryan's speech Total Total and bullshit. everything before the next Daniel Bryan speech was nothing but bullshit. I fast forward this. I should, should let you watch it. The Natalia Charlotte match was great. Oh, so that was the again. The women's wrestling has constantly highlighted every WWE event. It was a great match um, through and through. Not surprising because these two women can go. The ending was a little weird. Carmella came in to cash her money in the bank in. Really? 
and uh, as she was catching it, as a referee was going to ring the bell, oh. Charlotte woke up and knocked out Carmella. Okay. And Natalia took advantage of that. So, so it was, wait, it was pre-planned. So if Carmella cashed in, would it be Carmella versus uh, Oscar? Yeah, Oscar. So, yeah, and that's why it wouldn't happen. That would be horrible. We can do. You know what? That sounds like a wasting time spot because they were like, "How do we fill up two hours?" Oh, it wasn't today? about filling. It was it was Natalia using her as a team to distract Charlotte so she could pin her. Oh, oh, in the middle of the match. Yeah, in the middle of the match. Understood. And, so uh, she she did the distraction, but did not cash in. Yeah, because Charlotte was too busy beating her up, and Natalia came in, bada bing, bada boom, mm-hmm. took the victory. Which is also surprising that Charlotte lost going into Mania. Huh. But it was a was it a non title match? Of course, yeah, non title match. Well, of course, you know why she lost because it's a non title match. She's allowed to lose non-title matches because at that point it's like, well, you know, the title's not on the line. I'm not my best right now. How many wrestling matches have you seen when they have a non-title match to show them that they're weak because the title was not on the line? They can win cleanly in a non-title match, but the second the title's on the line, it's some count out or some uh, interference. You know, it's like some stupid way to ruin the match. What do you think about the Daniel Bryan beating? They didn't waste no fucking time giving him to the fucking yeah, bricks. Huh? I, I think uh, KO, KO by far is one of the best promoters in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. KO is by far the best one to promote. Sami Zayn, he's okay. Mm-hmm. But when he's like right next to KO, he just he just has to let KO do all the talking. They didn't go easy on him. They gave him the full fucking brunt of yeah. full on attack. I know what happened. In Gorilla, Daniel was like, listen, let me, have we, it. let me have it. I'm back. Let me have it. That's And they said, are you sure? And he said, yes. From the show, Erwin and I were talking about it. And he said, and I totally kind of agree with him, although it didn't make any sense company-wise. Mm-hmm. They should not have released the fact that he was cleared. Yeah. And let them attack him. Exactly. And it would have been then better. And then it would have been. The following week that he was cleared. It would have been better because it would have been more shocking, made bigger news. Yep. Exactly. I 100% agree. So do I. Why do we need to know that he's cleared? All the person that needs to know is the doctors. Yep. Vince and all the other wrestlers need to know. So once again, the E is listening to the show. Somebody is. Please give Irwin a chance to write for the show. You know what this you reminds he... me of? This reminds me of Hogan versus Goldberg on Thunder. Thunder, which is now available on WWE Network. Uh, yes. I don't watch Thunder, so... No, I didn't watch either, Nitro. but what happened was they built up Goldberg versus Hogan, and then they had the match on Thunder when it should have been a pay-per-view. In other words... They had something that was a great ratings boost where people would be like, holy shit, they just beat up Daniel Bryan. Isn't Daniel Bryan in concussion and blah, blah, blah? And then, boom, he's been cleared. Joke's on you guys. Yeah, that would be better. I don't know how the Thunder analogy works, but whatever. Well, By the way, I'm going to edit out half the show. Good. Just edit out. Any, just, anytime I speak, just edit it out. Just be like, well, Jeff, what do you think? Oh, Jeff, you have nothing to say? Fuck you. Move on. There's some ratings. Raw this week drew a 3.327 million, which is down from last week's 3.352 million. Raw was number one for the night in viewership for the second week in a row, and also numbered one of the night in the 18 to 49 demographic for the seventh week in a row. Once again, Raw has no competition on Monday nights. Nothing on Monday nights. Not even Monday night football? Well, at the moment. They exactly. Don't. Well, when football's on the air, it's tougher, but. Yes. SmackDown this week drew a 2.88. 8 million, which is up 4% from last week's 2.771. This is the best viewership of 2018, also the best viewership for SmackDown Live since April 11th, 2017. So you think, back to the Irwin thought, that they had to leak the story because they knew they'd get a little the pop that they did. They leaked it just to get ratings. That's what it is. And I think that's why they weren't thinking about us Story minions. Lines. Us minions. You know, us who actually give a shit about yeah. wrestling. Like, well, screw the, the, the uh, hardcore fan. Let's try to get the casual fan back to watch tonight. SmackDown was number five in future for the night for the second week in a row. 
Fall Behind, Fix Your Upper, Hannity, Rachel Maddow, and Tucker Carlson. SmackDown was number one uh, in the night for 18 to 49 demographic for the second week in a row. So good job for SmackDown. Rarity, we got Impact results ahead of time. Impact drew a 362,000, which is up 3.4 from last week's 350,000. And it's the third best audience for the show since the beginning of 2017, almost a year and a half. Okay. Impact ranked 116 on the cable for the night. Last week's show ranked 119. College basketball topped the night with almost 10 million across the four airings. So Impact's holding its own. Let me tell you, transition, since we're talking about business and numbers. I just saw Coliseum home video, WWE wrestling uh, mania moment. My question to you is, do you know the history of Coliseum home video? I do not. That is something we should look into. Oh, shit. It's fucking I know. Men on the mission. Mabel and uh, his little fucking Mo. dude. Mo. See, I couldn't remember his name. Hey, Mo. And what was uh, the dude on the mic? Oscar. Oscar. It has to be because men on the mission, M-O-M. Why do, I, why do I know these things? I had to agree with you because I thought it would be I thought it'd be an Oscar because it's an O. But yeah, I think as a good side story, nobody's done it. The history of Coliseum Home Video because they don't exist anymore and they were the main distributor of many WrestleMania home videos. Do you know for a fact they don't exist anymore? I will bet money on it. All right. <laughs> oh, of course you would. You're a fucking betting man. That's right. I'm gold card, bitch. Getting to our go home thoughts. Mm-hmm. A shot of wrestling along with Jeff, the gold card intern, will be returning to South Jersey for standalone wrestling as they present Boardwalk Beatdown. The current reigning, defending, Intergender champion James Ellsworth will be no joining way. your boys at a shot of wrestling. No way. So make sure you stop by my booth and get a picture and an autograph with the uh, James Ellsworth. Ellsworth's going to be in there? There are also new merchandise on the way here at a shot of wrestling. We have new shirts coming your way. We can get drawstring backpacks with a shot of wrestling logo on them. I personally want a hoodie. I want a hoodie. But as far as a drawstring bag... It will come in handy to hold your shit as you troll up and down Bourbon Street in Nolens. Nobody wants that. For a while now, Green Man has been trolling our social medias. A shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. A shot of wrestling, no A, on Twitter. Trying to get Joey Janela attention. Have you noticed this? All the time. Joey Janela, he's getting, trying to get this guy's attention. Well, here we go. This is the bad boy, Joey Janela. And next week, I think I'll be on a shot of wrestling podcast. So you guys better listen, because if you don't, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to steal your socks. Because for some reason, whenever I'm on the road... Kind of, you know, leave my socks in a lot of hotel rooms, and I don't feel like buying them anymore. So if you don't listen next week, I'm going to take your socks. So there it is, folks. Persistence pays off. Make sure you tune into episode 110 to hear Green Man's interview with the bad boy, Joey Janela. Can't believe that shit fucking worked. I'm a mother lover. You're a mother lover. We should fuck each other's mothers. Fuck each other's moms. Sorry. That was a SNL skit. Any go-home thoughts for you, my friend? Oh, um, as I was saying earlier, currently, originally when uh, I saw the WrestleMania card, I was very disappointed. But as the weeks come by, I'm more and more very excited to go to WrestleMania. I was talking about this on the air, but uh, John and I bring his wife for the first time. Yes. Oh. We got tickets. He bought three, uh, sorry, four tickets because our friend Zia Wehab is coming. Oh, yes. For Zia. the first time. So we got his wife and Zia coming for the first time to WrestleMania, both on the first time in New Orleans. Hmm. And you just so happened to buy a ticket, one ticket by yourself. And notice I got it exactly next, right, next to you to guys. Us. Right? It was very interesting that you got, because I called John and I'm like, so John, weird. John, I said, uh, you bought tickets. Uh, you, were you able to get me one? He's like, dude, I totally forgot. I was like, all right, where are you sitting? And I was like, all right, bet. I go on to the Ticketmaker website, Ticketmaster, and boom. I got to see what next to you guys. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm getting the aisle seat, by the way, because 
That's fair. Where would you rate Zia as as far as his wrestling uh, knowledge and fanaticism? Rating to between what and what? I don't know, like fucking an Encyclopedia Brown is at best. Give me a number, one to ten. One to t- fine, one to ten. One being the best or worst? Uh, one's the worst, ten's the best. I give it a four. Four. So if I sit next to him, would I be explaining a lot of shit to him? Basically, no, I'll sit next to him. I'll explain everything. <laughs> You'll be sitting next to John or Jen. That's fine. Going back to our standalone wrestling trip for my birthday. Yes. Appreciate all the help you gave me. Mm-hmm. Get a four card poker. You taught me. Yes, I call you four card poker. And it was funny because everything I told you not to do, you said, fuck you. I'm doing it every anyway. I was drunk. I said, don't do this. And you were like, no, no, no. I'm doing I said, I said, don't bet the top. You're like, I'm betting the top. But yeah. then you won. Every time <laughs> I said, don't do it, you won. And every time I said, do do it, you lost. So don't listen to me. You sit down on a slot machine. I sit next to you waiting for a free drinks, a yes. dollar drinks, as you call them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play money too. Wait, wait, wait. Don't do that. I'm like, why? And you told me the screen. They just paid out like two thousand dollars. Yeah, I was like, why would you sit next to the machine that just paid two grand? You're just giving your money away at that point. So let you know, I just downloaded an app oh, on my no. phone. What what game did you get? I got let me go to it. Hold on. Oh, that is, area, it, is it is it bananas? No, it's it's, in uh, it's called blackjack for some reason. Oh, that weird ass shit. But it has blackjack, three card poker, Texas Hold'em, roulette. Should something should, else. Should I disclose that I played blackjack for 10 hours when we were in Yeah, Atlantic go for it. City? You got like a couple minutes. Yeah, I, just, I played blackjack for 10 hours. You played uh, roulette for about two hours, and then you were like, all right, bro, I'm going to go to bed. I was like, don't worry. I'll meet you up in a minute. I started the night with $150, mm-hmm. and I played with $150 for eight hours, more or less, after you left. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to walk away even. I'm sorry, ahead. Yeah. But you said Decided to sit down with Blackjack. We ordered a drink. We had to wait for the drinks. Drinks took forever. Yeah. You know why they take forever? Because they're waiting for you to lose your money. Yeah. And then whatever. So I sat down at a roulette table. I love a roulette. And this pretty attractive woman sat next to me. Thought, That's right. Thought, That's yeah. I saw that. And I was and like, then oh, her look friends at Putty came, some game. And then their husbands were upstairs. I'm like, oh, womp, womp. I know. The husband part yeah. was the deal breaker. You should have been like, listen, your husband's upstairs. You're next to me. Yeah, exactly. What do you want to do? So now we got practice ahead of time for next time. We'll return to Boardwalk Beatdown. In August. In end of August. Stay tuned for more details on that. Well, we are still running the win a date with Eric Jaden, so make sure you dial it up. 619-343-3005. Leave a detailed message of what you would do with Eric Jaden on your date. You met Eric Jaden? Yeah, I love Eric Jaden. I met him like five times. He's super chill. That's all I got to say. I Ladies love him. Love him. I- and, he's willing- and dudes love him too, as as you saw in the uh, oh, B- what was it BCW video? BCW Green Man. Oh. He had a sign begging him to help him. <laughs> Come on, oh, Green Man, Green Man, Mrs. Green Man. Are you sure I, you? I heard that that's going to be uh, the photo for the front page of the Shadow Wrestling website. So yeah, so make sure you dial six one nine three four three three zero zero five. If you have a picture, make sure you inbox at shadowwrestling.com. Voicemails with a picture attached. We'll go to the front of the line, leave a detailed message, and we will get back to you as soon as Eric Jaden hears it. So for myself, for Gold Card, for Green Man, for Hot Dog, ow, ow. I've been your host at Michael J. Party. Until next week, episode 110. Party out. Michael J. Putty, we have made it to my favorite part of this episode. It is last call. So let's bring back Hot Dog Starks. To get this thing going. Are you there, my man? I am here. All right. I, I am here. I am ready. <laughs> I know, you got you know, the hot dog man on the hot seat right now. Okay. Uh, it is the hot seat. So this is how it works. I know you've listened to the show before. But for those new listeners, I'm going to give you rapid fire questions. You answer the first thing that comes to your, to your mind. Are you ready? 
Uh, not too sure yet, but uh, let's do it. I'm, I'm down. Let's, and, let's go. And away we go. What is your favorite condiment? Ketchup. Who is your favorite superhero? I like Batman and Iron Man. What is your go-to karaoke song? Contagious by Ron Isley. Mm. What is your favorite home-cooked meal? Oh, shoot. Uh, I like uh, beefaroni. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to the show, I'm sure we know the answer to this one. But other than pro wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Uh, mixed martial arts or basketball. Nice. Who's your celebrity crush? Uh, it's still to this day, Topanga. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yes. You, let me keep going on with this. We'll talk about Topanga in a little bit. Uh, yep. what, is the, what is the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> Wendy's. I worked at Wendy's. I hate Wendy's. Tell Wendy's I hate Wendy's. We'll, 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 uh-huh. tweet, we'll tweet at her. I'm sure she'll get us back. And finally, which WWE era would you like to wrestle in the most? Uh, shoot. Uh... Either the Attitude Era or the Golden Era, but definitely the Attitude Era. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was last call. Thanks for tuning in. Hot Dog Sarks, you've been a great guest, and I hope to see you around soon, my brother. Uh, you definitely will. Trust me. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>